Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Today we deviate from our ordinary practice of the three-year lectionary cycle and instead focus on a day of prayer and supplication. A day of remembering that we can take our request, our prayers, our pleas to God and he hears our prayer. And the word of God for our meditation this morning comes from Psalm chapter 4. The response of Psalm, the Psalm of David, we read together earlier. We don't know the exact moment in David's life that he wrote this psalm. and We don't know the exact moment in the history of Israel, in the history of God's people, that necessitated his writing of the psalm. But we do know why he writes Psalm 4 with such urgency. As verse 6 tells us, he looks out and sees that there are many people who see the world and wonder, who will show us some good? In David's day, the people witnessed suffering, pain, injustice, the evils of life. And they were angry and frustrated. And they had gotten off track. In their desperation, in their anger, in their annoyance, in their frustrations... They began to seek after vain lies and empty promises. They had fundamentally forgotten from whom the good things of life truly come. They had put David and God's own honor to shame through their actions. They were caught seeking the alluring temptations of the world, seeking after empty promises and putting their trust in the people and in the things of the world above, before, and sometimes even against their trust in God. If we had to be honest, perhaps we can relate to that a little bit. As much as we hate to admit it, perhaps at some point in the last 10 months we could sympathize, if not openly echo, the attitude that the people of David's day seem to have. As much as we hate to admit it, there have probably been times we have been left wondering who will show us some good. Who's going to show us some good while this pandemic still rages and impacts our daily life? Who is going to show us some good when we're still waiting for those two weeks of restrictions to end? Who's going to show us some good when we turn on the news and what we see is hateful, unloving, unforgiving, or even just downright cruel rhetoric from those who are supposed to be our nation's leaders on both sides of the aisle? Who is going to show us some good when divisions creep into our relationships, our friendships, our families, and friendships are ended because of disagreements, debates over whether or not you should wear a mask and in what setting, and families cut one another off. Stop talking, stop communicating, stop caring for one another because they disagree on maybe who to vote for or even recently who won the election. We truly can find ourselves asking at times, who will show us some good? And it's okay to ask that question. David doesn't write the psalm to say you can never ask that question. And that you can never be angry, annoyed, frustrated at the things that happen in this world. In fact, he even says, be angry and do not sin. 
But rather, David writes Psalm 4 precisely because he has an answer to that question. David writes Psalm 4 because he knows God's word has a definitive answer to that question. Psalm 4 is a reminder of the thing that we should never forget, and yet it's the very thing that so often at the first sign of trial or tribulation, and certainly after 10 long, exhausting, tiring, annoying, sometimes even infuriating months, we too quickly and so often forget that as in David's day where the people's sin, their idolatry, turned them away from God and to the world, we too can be tempted to do such things and ask that question, who will show us some good? Psalm 4 begins with David's impassioned plea to the people. His impassioned plea to God, answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief in my distress. Quite literally, I have been in a tight space and you have gotten me out of it. Be gracious to me, Lord, and hear my prayer. Rather than keeping looking for vain things of this world to put their trust in, David implores God's people to look to God. He reminds them that God has not forgotten you. God is not asleep at the wheel. God is not even ignoring you. But very truly, God still cares deeply for you. That God himself has set apart those who he calls to himself. And therefore, trust that no matter what's going on in the world, God does truly still hear our prayer. Hear our complaints. Hear our praises. Hear our pleas and hear our joys of thanksgiving. Trust not in the world, but trust in the Lord. Take your prayers to God and know that he hears you. That the problems we face in our life, in our world, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, and even in our nation right now, we know we alone can't fix it. That we can't find true joy, true peace, by looking to ourselves or looking at anything of this world, but rather by trusting in God, by trusting in who he is and what he does for us, by trusting in the one who truly is slow to anger in a world that is so quick to judge and to be angry and hateful towards one another, to take your prayers to the one who is merciful in a world that so often shows no Mercy, to take your prayers to the one who in a dark, dark world there is truly in him no darkness at all. That is what David knew. That's why he pleaded with such passion when he wrote Psalm 4, Answer me, O God, of my righteousness. And so too today we can pray with such passion. We can pray trusting and knowing that God truly does hear us when we lift our request up to him. Sometimes in today's world, we're tempted to treat prayer as if it's just a sort of wishful thinking, that it's kind of just hoping that something might change, that there's no necessary real impact in our lives or the lives of those around us. And yet Psalm 4 reminds us that our prayers before God are not just wishful thinking, Whimsical hopes, but very truly, God himself listens. Not because we pray so eloquently, 
Not because we have any merit and deserve his attention. Not because we have certain prayers memorized or even know all the time the right words to say. But rather because of God's great passion for us. God's great love for you. We know that God does listen when we pray to him. That he has truly lifted the light of his face to you. And that in the promises of the words and the actions of Christ, there is a joy and a peace that surpasses whatever craziness may be going on in your life. That is in the passion of Christ, the sufferings of Christ on your behalf, that you would know just how good God is. Just how gracious God is. And you would have true joy and peace even in the sad, annoying, frustrating, even sometimes cruel moments of life. That it is the love God had for his people that leads David to write this psalm. It is the love God has for his people that leads David to say, you have given me a joy, O Lord, that surpasses any joy, any sort of material prosperity could ever hope to bring. It is in God's great love for his people that David reminds them that in the Lord you can lie down in peace and know you dwell securely. So that when things are crazy all around you, when things are uncertain, chaos abounds, you know where to look for some good. You know to whom you ought to turn to see some good in our life. And it is in him that you trust in him alone. And that when we turn to God, we don't do so out of some sort of compulsory obligation, but truly because he is the source of all goodness and mercy. And as we are about to turn to him in our prayers, as we're about to pray the litany, a prayer that is usually only reserved for times like Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, where perhaps we'll pray for some things that we haven't prayed for in a while, like our enemies those who would slander us, those who would even speak ill of us. We remember the joy and the passion that David had when he said, answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness, and trust that the Lord hears our prayer. That we would have the same earnest joy that David displays in Psalm 4. And that we'd have the same earnest peace that David displays in Psalm 4, knowing that very truly God in his mercy does hear our prayer. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We rise to confess our faith.